following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. And welcome into Reaction Monday, Main Street Sports Today. It's a new week. It's a new show. We got with us today Mike Horn, Columbia State Chargers baseball coach, will be joining us to talk a little Charger baseball and other topics. Also, George Plaster of the George Plaster Show. Well, who? what else would he be with? Uh, he will be joining us uh, as well to talk a little uh, Preds ownership and some other topics. I'm sure that there will be at least one Braves comment or two involved in that gathering as well plus uh college world series yep full swing we've got uh, already uh one team out a second will be leaving us at some point this afternoon so we'll talk about that chris back from his vacation we'll get his thoughts on that and so much more this is main street sports today the gang's back together all in one place the hall of famer mo Patton on your left in a very colorful, what color would you call that, Mo? Coral. Coral? I like it. Salmon was where I was heading, but I think coral is the proper. It's a little darker than yeah, salmon. It is. I've been told. You've been told? <laughs> it's cool. That it's coral? That's, that's what it's it good. said on the tag. Yeah. And in a light shade of blue, Chris Yao, back from Alabama. The Sundrop Kid has returned. Uh, did you get any Sundrop while you were down there? I did. I took some with me. <laughs> okay. well, can you get Sundrop down there? No, you cannot. Uh, well, there you go. So. You were popular then amongst some others. Well, welcome home. Welcome back. Thanks. Uh, we, we stopped. Uh, and matter of fact, I stopped in Athens. And we were going to take the first of many bathroom breaks on our trip down due to, you know. <laughs> You're traveling crew Tra- traveling yeah. with with a child and a pregnant wife it's you know it's a bathroom, bathroom break breaks are, are are not are, are uh not very few and far between the exact opposite of those so <laughs> anyway we stopped in athens was like man i really need to get some sundrop before i get south of here because i won't be able to get it you're, you're leaving sundrop territory huh? yeah you are you are so i made sure to grab some and uh I paid like eight bucks for a 12 pack at a gas station (laughs) and then brought four of them home with me. That's Mm. yeah, it was, you know, it was a little unexpected. It was a little unexpected, but it's okay. We had, we had a lot of fun. It was a great time. I spent a few days down in Panama city beach and the rest of the time in Montgomery. I haven't spent a week with my grandmother since I was probably like a kid. Like in the middle of summer, you know, after school, maybe junior high, I would spend a week or two down there with her. That's the first time I spent a week with her since then, and it was well worth it. So, well, I was wondering where you were going with that. So was, I'm glad it was well worth it. It was one of the most exciting things that I've gotten a chance to do. We we put up. I don't know. I'm sure you saw. I know you did. Uh, JP doesn't have Facebook, so he didn't see it, but <laughs> the, the home video of, of me playing T-ball, we set up a whole TV and VCR and, uh, went through the home videos. So, oh, nice. It That's was kind of cool. It really was. And, 
Sarah, Sarah had a lot of fun. Did she learn laughing? Did, at did a lot of things kind of come into color? <laughs> seeing, you know, maybe where you came from and certain things as a child does. She says, okay, that's why he's that, that way. explains it. Yeah. It, no, but she did say, oh, that's why Charlie does that. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess she figures you're lost calls at this point, right? Yeah. yeah no, just understanding she, why Charlie may have. She's a, like, okay, I feel like I'm watching my child. She's like, I can, <laughs> I see this is my kid just from like 30 years ago. That's so, awesome. so yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm just really glad that, I mean, my, my athletic exploits were very few, but I'm really glad that there's no video evidence of any of them. So. Really? You don't wish that there was something? What was your best sport? Oh, oh. goodness. I, I, <laughs> watching. Look, I'll tell you. I, were you a good teammate like me? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's funny because I, I, you know, obviously I had, she didn't video the whole game. She actually videoed mostly of picture day for whatever reason. The one at bat she did video was <laughs> me getting the second base on a double, <laughs> which was probably a single with an error. A T-ball double, huh? Yeah. <laughs> there was probably an error or two in the outfield, I'm sure. Score, or some score kid, books for T-ball is a little different than every other. Or every some other kid was just kicking grass. <laughs> Picking dandelions. Yeah, just, exactly. oh, there's a ball. I guess I better go get it. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, And then the, the little snag at third base over there that I had, that was kind of nice. But uh, that's all she got of it, so I'll take it. Uh, and then there's a, a play from my eighth grade year on video where I make a diving catch at second base and throw the guy out at first because he, he thought there was no way I was getting to the ball and uh, didn't let the line drive get through. And I made so th there are a couple of little things that are on video that I can say, see, I wasn't like, you know, useless. I wasn't great, but I wasn't useless all go. the time. So there you go. Anyway, it was a lot of fun. Had a great time. We'll talk a little bit more about it because I have a, Fantastic story from <laughs> our one night out. Oh boy, it was fun. <laughs> Trust me, you're going to want to stick around for halftime. Um, Mo? Chris? You started off last Monday with NASCAR, which gave my dad a near heart attack from laughing so hard. Well, that's what he gets. Uh, I'm diverse, man. The I'm diverse. <laughs> unexpected and jp was it was it not newsworthy it, it was newsworthy um it's I'm a journalist but it, it was you know I know a little something the, the, the timing and and i don't know mo i never asked you this mm -hmm. if that went through your mind as you were typing that into the run of show what's up that it's you know the first show without Chris of the week, and and here you are. Just the the irony that it was a NASCAR. That's the story. thing is, I just think it was just so unexpected. Yeah. Like of all I, the things, there's no way that's going to be it. And yet, here did we that are. cross your mind at all? No, not at all. I, I didn't think it did. I, I, which is which is to your point. I'm a journalist. You're a journalist. I understand. I just, just hilarious. What, what would have been your top story? Oh, I have no idea. I, I wasn't. Listen. When I left here on Friday, you didn't think about I it. I didn't. Uh, uh good for nothing. you. Nothing. That's awesome. <laughs> but, but to that point, mm -hmm. our, our our top story today, mm -hmm. the first touch is going to be e pretty darn unexpected for this show. This is the first first touch, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and that, it might correct? be the last first touch. <laughs> so go ahead. We're just. We're doing all the new stuff right now. It's summertime, right? Nashville Soccer Club loses its first home match in 25 tries over however many different 
iterations. Yeah, there there were. Yeah. The, the first home match that they lose it to a team that had not won a road match all season, by the way. It was well, if you're gonna lose road. at home, that's the way to do it, right? That's kind of like losing a 14-game winning streak by ending someone else's 10-game losing heading streak. Heading in that right direction. <laughs> I, I knew that's... when when Mo put that as a as a subhead, and then of course I doubled down and put it right on, on the graphics on, on the show. I knew that it would happen that night or that oh, day. It was yeah. brutal. Fantastic. It was. And, and not only did Nashville Soccer Club lose their first home match, but Nashville, the city, is one of like four cities who doesn't get a World Cup match. There's like 37 cities, four don't get it, and Nashville's one of them. Well. So, yeah. <laughs> Nashville not having a good weekend in the soccer department. Not good. It, it's not good, and you know it's a it's a little bit of a of a hit for the it city. It is, uh, you know, you know since since neither of you played soccer, I did. <laughs> oh. That's that's like when you're um, playing defender and somebody has come charging at you and you try to stand there, or in if you stand on that wall for a direct kick and they kick it right in in the the middle of of your body. Hmm? That's yeah. kind of what I think, you know, this this day for Nashville was with, with the loss and then not getting the World Cup site. Well, there you go. I played soccer one year. My dad was the coach, and all he uh, – his his coaching expertise ended with spread out. Hey, that's, that's, that's good. It's, it's important in it soccer to not, important. you know, jumble up when you're yeah. – we're eight-year-olds, right? Because <laughs> we all just want the ball. The biggest thing with those little ones, yeah. <laughs> I figured he was just taking his his cue from, from Mo of the, the Three Stooges. <laughs> Spread out. <laughs> That's all. That's, he just he just played that over and over. <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, that that's all I know about soccer. I couldn't tell you. I just know that it, it it's not good when there are only four cities who don't get – a bid, and you're one of the four. <laughs> well, there was more than four, but I mean, four that tried. Yes, I yes. Guess, and, and didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Better All luck right. next time. Better, I, I'm, I'm curious, though. What, one on this topic. Do you think Nashville just, hey, Nashville's getting everything else? Do you think they were like, I mean, what, it, it, what's, it's a stadium. Yeah, it's a stadium. It's just all it's about stadium. the stadium. Yeah. It's a stadium. Nissan is that outdated compared well, to all the other ones. I, I it's think be it was a question of whether whether there would be one. Yeah. Correct. It would be ready. Okay. <laughs> Correct. That, well, that was the question. I could deal with that. Yeah. All right. I, I, I think that's 100% Strictly a logistical all issue yes. because the primary mm-hmm. tenant is hoping to upgrade. So. Yeah. And you don't know if you're going to have natural grass in that facility. Probably Makes not sense. going to have natural grass in that facility. On top of that, you've got a stadium that's not in great shape as it is. That's true. Which is why we need a new stadium. And on t- and then in 2026, who knows? Yeah. So, yeah. It, it, 100% a stadium issue. I, but nonetheless, it's still a hit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think by the time it comes around again, Nashville will be in the mix. If there's a natural grass facility. You, they won't play on artificial turf, is that it? Not in the World Cup. Really? I don't think so. I, I don't know the rules on that. Um, well, Atlanta looking, got it. Who? Atlanta. Are they playing in the 
That I don't know if they're, if they're, I don't know if they're in the dome, but if they are, then I guess where that else would, would they be? Answer that question. Yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, now. I mean, all these places you can install a natural grass surface they for play a, a Turner short. Field. <laughs> I mean, Georgia State, whatever yeah. it's called, but they could yeah. play mm-hmm. there. Yeah. I, bet, I bet they put if if that is indeed uh, a prerequisite, then they can put a natural grass surface, surface. down for. Yeah. The World Cup. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have the a World couple, Cup. They're only going to have, what, a couple of matches? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, um, so you could you could conceivably easily. pull the turf up, put a yeah. natural grass. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just, just sod it. Exactly. I mean, you sod it right in for that. Yeah, it can be done. All right. Well, we've <laughs> well run past our yeah. first break. Well, not only that, but we've talked way more soccer <laughs> than anyone should reasonably expect to hear on this show. <laughs> Less soccer, more logistics, but yes, it, it is anything pertaining to soccer. We mm-hmm. shouldn't have. We just, we are not the authority on this. I sure. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. If this is where you're coming for your soccer info, <laughs> bad news for you. I've also got, I've also got some land in Arizona. Some, it's some, on the beach. Yeah. that I need to talk to you about Oceanfront property, oceanfront property. Mm-hmm. Baby. It isn't natural grass. <laughs> no. Uh. <laughs> We got to get to Mike Corn, who is joining us uh, after this first break. We'll get the rundown as well uh, a little bit later in this first half. So stick around. Main Street Sports Today is presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. I'm happy to be back with you guys. Stick with us. We'll be <laughs> we'll be back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990. Or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731. 5731 and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. 
Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao alongside Mo Patton and J.P. Plant. Back at you from Columbia. Although, like I told you, Mo, the show looked really good last week. You, you, and then your, uh, your, your contraption came in the mail. Yeah, they both did. They were here last week. That's I think exciting. they came either over the weekend or first thing Monday morning, mine and J.P.'s contraptions so So now we should we should be in good shape now should be fun um looking forward to talking a little college world series through the rest of this first half because auburn and stanford currently playing right now auburn who fell earlier this weekend to ole miss five to one they're in an elimination game right now, trailing Stanford 2 nothing. Ole Miss set to play later this evening, Mo. And along with Ole Miss and that Rebels team who is pretty hot right now will be a former Columbia State standout. And that's exciting because we don't have a whole lot of direct connections to the College World Series, and this is one. And to talk about it, we have... Columbia State head baseball coach, Mike Korn. Coach, thanks for taking some time with us. How are you? Hey, man. Hey, no, no problem. I hey, appreciate you having me on. And uh, anytime you get to talk, get to talk about uh, local players moving on and playing in the big time, so to speak, uh, it's, it's fun. And you guys do a great job and appreciate what you do. Well, we appreciate you taking some time with us, Mike, like we said. Um, and, yeah, we these kids come through here and – Typically, they're they're not here for very long. In your case, maybe this last few years, you've had them around a little longer than usual. But um, Brendan Johnson came through here, and I think part of the time he was here was was COVID related, so we didn't get a whole lot of chance to necessarily see him. But he did. I do recall him winning a NJCAA National Pitcher of the Week award one week while he was here, and then um, you know, next thing you know, he's pitching in the SEC at Ole Miss and currently is pretty well entrenched as Ole Miss's closer. 11 saves, um, 11 of their 17 saves on the season. So clearly the leader in the back end of that bullpen, 22 appearances on the year, which is a team high. Um, It's got to be fun for you and and your assistants to – to see a guy that you worked with on this big stage like this. Yeah, Mo, absolutely. You know, I'm so happy for the young man. He was, uh, and you hear coaches speak to this, but he was just one of those young men who who really got after it. Uh, his work ethic was second to none on the, on the pitching side. You, you see position players these days that have that everyday mentality that they stay what we call checked in and and pitchers sometimes the way they're conditioned coming up with so many young men being pitcher 
what we call POs or pitcher only. Uh, and they're, they're guns for hire in summer ball. They pitch for this team on this weekend and that team for another weekend. And, and sometimes they're conditioned to be part-time players. And Brandon just wasn't one of those guys. I mean, he was just a, he brought it every day and had a tremendous work ethic and was out of the bullpen for us his first year, um, had a nice arm. And in that second COVID year, shortened year, he was really going to be our ace. So to see him, um, uh, transform into a back-end guy, which that's his mentality. He's a high-energy, uh, anyone's seen that young man pitch, he's a fist-pumping, let's-go type of guy. But his his energy level fits that role, and glad to see him having success for the Rebels. So so you're not surprised to see him in that closer role then? No, no, not, not, not at all. Uh, and it's a, a closer role sometimes is more about mentality than it is stuff, and uh, just having that confidence to pitch in those tight games and in those situations with the game on the line, uh, that, that comes down to mentality and heart, uh, uh, intestinal fortitude, whatever word you want to attach to it. But he, he had it, and he was a competitor, a true competitor, and, and I, I can see why he's doing well. 66 strikeouts in 39 and two-thirds. That 66 is third most on that staff, and – Again, the most out of out of the relief core for Ole Miss, which plays Arkansas at seven tonight. Um, a matchup that I'd imagine they're familiar with. I, I would assume that they played earlier this they year did. as as SEC West rivals. Arkansas won two of three. Okay. Um, did not see Brandon Saturday night in that five one win over Auburn. Were you watching? Are you trying to keep up? Are you carving out time for? For this, Mike, or how does that go as as a former coach? Yeah, well, Mo, usually what we do is, is we try to, um, during the regular season, we'd have them pulled up here in the locker room on that um, whatever app or whatever those guys have. I don't know. It's just on the television. You know, those, those, those young guys know how to, to get all that and whatever ESPN subscription that I'm paying for. We, we watch it. It has all those games on. So we have a chance to watch. We watch. And then a lot of times we follow on the game, the game changer. And, and if Brandon does come in to pitch, we'll all be pulling it up. So it, it is good. And several of our young men were in Division One, um, uh competing at that level this year. We, uh, Mitch Smith was an all-conference guy over there at UNC Greensboro. And and you know, there, there's it was. It's just fun for us to watch these young men, and that's one of the joys of coaching junior college baseball because you really get to see whether they're playing down at UT Southern or Trevecca or Ole Miss. You get to see these guys go on and play two more years at least, and uh, where sometimes at that four-year level, that's only a very few of them get to go on. And and I guess Mike, when when they're at this big stage at Omaha, you guys have Will Dalton down there with Florida or over there with Florida back in 2018. I would imagine mm-hmm. that's got to be, you know, obviously it, it's the peak of college baseball and to have one of your guys there specifically, it's got to be a pretty big deal. Oh, a- absolutely. Absolutely. We, we, um, that's, that's why we do this is to see these young men move on and, um, reach some of the dreams. And I, I think every young young man or woman that that play, that um, that spend or invest their time into athletics, you know, they have these dreams of playing and, 
in, in certain arenas or certain tournaments. And, and for us, us baseball guys, us collegiate baseball guys, Omaha is the pinnacle, even though here in junior college we play in Grand Junction. And in my mind, that's big. But Omaha, when you say Omaha, most most sports fans know what you're talking about. And to have Brandon out there and competing after really having a, a rough um, you know, a rough year as a team uh, in, in kind of the big picture, uh, and you guys know this and may have even already debated this, Ole Miss was one of the first four or five teams out on most people's bracket going into the regional. And, uh, and let them in there, and you know now they are. So here they are. Um, uh, have a big, uh, big mountain to climb this afternoon, but uh, uh, here they are having a chance to play in Omaha. Columbia State baseball coach Mike Corn joining us here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Coach, you know, Mo mentioned Will Dalton, and now Brandon Johnson. And is this is there a way for for you? as a recruiter to leverage the fact that you've got guys who have been to the pinnacle of college baseball and, and use that to, you know, help get some big time guys to your campus and say, look, you can go Juco. You, know, you don't have to go D one. Right. Right. Well, of, of course you use those types of things uh, in, in the recruiting process. I think everyone does uh, your player success and, and most programs, will have a have a sheet or some type of um, slideshow that will will highlight these young men who went on and we still have Riley Delgado playing double A in the Braves organization and at one time there in the Southern League he he had 15 game hitting streak or something he was the longest hitting streak in the um, in the league up to that point and and you, you talk about these things and um, we we can we can compare players to to those guys who have been on and been really successful and uh, it's it's not something that I put on a billboard and and flashing lights around it but you know I say hey man you know you this is this is this is the skill set that you have you remind me of this guy and and it's not a dog and pony show or used car it's I say it and I mean it or we say it and we mean it and um, but it, it's good to have those things to talk about success. Uh, breed success in a, in a lot of uh, organizations or a lot of uh, arenas in this in this life of ours. Mike, you mentioned, well, Chris mentioned recruiting. We um we spoke with you a couple of summers ago in the midst of the pandemic at a, at its peak, I guess, and some things were going on as far as eligibility and that kind of thing that kind of created a little bit of a, of a log jam, a little bit of a bottleneck in terms of kids getting to levels and, and staying there, not necessarily coming out. Are you seeing that lesson or is that still a concern in terms of trying to bring younger guys in when guys aren't necessarily going out? It is. I, I think we're going to have one more year of it. One more year of, of the log jam. Uh, I do think I see some light at the end of the tunnel uh, and it's because several things and not all of them are good. Sometimes uh, these first year guys or second year guys do can find a place to move on. Uh, but some young men are just quitting. I mean, some, I think some of those average players maybe are not finding a place to get in the mix and so you, you have a, a few less young men coming out of high school deciding to play or 
if you look at it from the other side, a few more, um, you know, just not able to make it, whether they decided to or not. But um, so that lessened the, the, the numbers coming in just a bit. But one more year, Mo, I think will be it. And then we'll get back to more some a more normal flow of um, of recruiting. But then you have the NCAA free for all transfer portal, which is a whole conversation for a whole nother day. That's that's also keeping that water turbulent with with players 50, 60, 70, 100 a day, just saying, well, hey, I'm going somewhere else. So th there, there's a ton of movement, and um, um, it's a it's a it's a different time of recruiting for sure. Any NIL deals out on Casey Lane, Mike? <laughs> well, I tell you what, I, so some of the things I'm hearing, Mo, are scaring me. Um, and uh, you're looking at a scenario, even I heard of a, one of the schools here in our state dropping a pretty big number on a, on a young man. And um, I, I, think, I think it's going to be one of those things. We want what's best for the kids. And you can argue their amateurism. Uh, it's... All, all you want there's, there's good good and bad for both but i'm just not sure there's enough vision um in in i'm not going to say the ncaa but when all this started going down i'm not sure we could see all the pitfalls and all the challenges that it's going to create but when you can use your 11.7 to scholarship your players and then use your pot of 750,000 for your nil money for your your better players um it's 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 a different animal. It's a different animal. Uh, you know, I was thinking about that earlier, and I, I thought I'm not sure how how it can work at the junior college level, but there certainly are ways to make it happen. And if there are there's if there's somebody out there who really supports a junior college program, it, who knows? Uh, it's you, you, it's you're right there. That that's what it would take. It's not going to come from the school, sure. like where your bigger universities, and even when you're looking at some of your smaller, say your mid-major D1s, it's going to come from a donor. They're going to be able to, to fund that athletic program privately to allow that NLI money to, to be distributed. And I don't know all the ins and outs of, of how or where the money can come from, but um, the smaller schools aren't going to be able to generate it from enrollment or uh, from ticket sales or things like that. So if, if you find a, a smaller school that, that can do it, uh, they, they would certainly have an advantage. There you go. Mike Korn, baseball coach at Columbia State Community College here in Murray County. Coach, thanks so much for taking some time with us today. We appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for all you do. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll get the rundown on the other side, and we'll talk about, uh, well. Auburn's we'll talk, bad base running? Shh. Everything that Auburn has done in this inning. Very bad. We'll talk about it. It's Mui Mall. And <laughs> more Omaha after this on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net.
Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. This is The Rundown. Let's do it. The Monday Rundown is brought to you by Zion Christian Academy. Providing a Christ-centered college prep education at an affordable cost. Call 931-388-5731 or visit zioneagles.org to schedule an appointment for a tour today. All right, uh, let's get into our rundown on this Monday. The Cubs over the Braves Friday, one to nothing. Oh, yes, that was the one that broke uh, broke both streaks. Brewers 5-4 over the Reds. Uh, Red Sox 6-5 over the Cardinals. Saturdays, Cubs did it again, 6-3. Brewers 7-3 over the Reds, Cardinals 11-2 over the Red Sox. And on Sunday, the Braves get one back at out at Wrigley, 6-0 shutting out the Cubbies. Brewers 6-3 over the Reds, and the Red Sox 6-3 over St. Louis. Sounds over the weekend, they took two of three Friday and Saturday. Winners over Memphis and fell on Sunday 7-6, the final there. American Legion Baseball, post-19, uh, they get a win over... Uh, post 70 out of Troy, 8 There's a lot of numbers in this yeah, one. Yeah, there are. Yeah, that's all right. Um, they were down at a uh, Father's Day tournament and uh, fell to Rockdale, Georgia. Uh, took on Troy again. Lost game two of that one. And then uh, defeated Tallahassee 3-2. Um, to two. So, uh, what, 2-2? Two 2-2. And two? Two and two. Two and two. There we go. 4-4 four four on the year. How about that math? Look at the math. Two two, uh, College World Series, the MCWS. That's the Men's College World Series. Arkansas, woo, call them Hogs. The Omaha's were in full throttle, or throat, I guess. Calling the Hogs, seventeen to two over Stanford. Uh, Ole Miss five one over Auburn. Both of those games were uh, Friday. Uh, is that right? Saturday. Saturday. Those two were on Saturday. Okay, those two were on Saturday. Uh, Texas A and M ten two. Over Texas, an elimination game yesterday, and boy, the Aggies loved putting the Longhorns out. 
I bet they did. Oklahoma 6-2 over Notre Dame. That was a winner's bracket game. So Oklahoma now 2-0 in the College World Series. Notre Dame will take on Texas A&M in an elimination game. NHL, uh, the Avalanche, just like an Avalanche over the Lightning, 7-0 in Game 2. They lead that best of seven series, two games to none, as it shifts back down to Tampa Bay for Game 3 uh, coming up. Uh, Nashville, as we mentioned at the top of the show, falls to Kansas City 2-1. to one. Uh, First home loss in 25 games outright. 25 tries. Yep. Uh, 25 tries. Um, schedule for today. Cubs and the Pirates tonight. 6.05. Giants uh, are in Hotland to take on the Braves. 6.20 on Bally Sports Southeast. The return of Jock Peterson. Ooh. Started to wear my beads. Return of the Jock. Is he still wearing the, yeah. the beads? Uh, no, he's not worried. That was a that was a Braves thing, right? The Braves thing. Yeah, okay, good deal. Well, because every uh, you know Ronald and yeah. Ozzy wear the gold. Yeah, that was a Braves so thing. Okay, good. Yeah. good. Glad to leave it there with that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe he'll come back at the trade deadline. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> the Cardinals are in the in Milwaukee. Uh, take on the Brewers tonight on FS1. Uh, College World Series elimination game happening right now. Stanford and Auburn update. You guys are watching it. Yeah, two, two nothing. Stanford bottom of five. Okay, for now. Stanford is the home team. Gotcha. All right. Uh, winner's bracket final tonight, Arkansas and Ole Miss, 6 o'clock on the mothership. And Santa Cup final game three uh, is tonight, right? Yeah, it is tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. 7 o'clock Central, uh, Colorado at Tampa Bay. It is on ABC again. The Avs lead the series two games to none in the best of seven Stanley Cup final. That is your Monday rundown. It is brought to you by Zion Christian. Academy. Yes, we are, in fact, watching this Stanford and Auburn game right now. <laughs> Auburn just as dominant as they were in the regional and super regionals. They 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 look a little lost right now uh, against this number two seed Stanford Cardinal team in the top of the fifth inning, Mo. Runners on first and second, nobody out, and they fail to score because of poor small ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if if you're not used to playing small ball, if you're not committed to playing small ball, then, then it kind of shows up. Like you said, um, during the break, a bunt too hard back and, to the pitcher and, yeah. and shown too, too late, Yeah, maybe, to, to not get the defensive movement that you wanted to try to get in that situation winds up going one five for the put out there. And then, um, I don't know how the next out came about. I'm not sure. The inning ended on a rundown, you know, with runners first and third, they tried a double steal and could not convert. So yeah, try to double steal. They cut the shortstop cuts the ball off behind the pitching rubber. And throws back. throws home and boom, you're in two. You're you're in at least one rundown. You right. technically you were in two because he had stopped to go back to first. Yeah, <laughs> just just poor base running there. So Auburn struggling, uh, but still only down two nothing. So I guess that's a positive. If oh yeah, I mean if you can keep it there, then you got a shot. But you you really need a shutdown inning right here. Uh, Stanford with a runner at third and two outs and. We can't do much more than that. No, not without the express written consent. Uh, yeah, uh, but, but yeah, it's 
but this Auburn team, you know, was not a team that I expected to come in and one lose to Ole Miss. I, I thought Auburn was the now Ole Miss was also pretty dominant in their region, and then going to Southern Miss mm-hmm. to get the the birth to the College World Series. Ole Miss a five one winner over Auburn. I didn't necessarily expect to see that, and certainly did not expect to see seventeen to two for Arkansas. And Auburn gets out of it without any run score. Much needed. Like I said, a shutdown inning right there was was big for them, I think, after the top of the fifth went the way that it did for Auburn. So they're in it again. They are. Um, just got to tighten some things up. But yeah, Arkansas, they, they may be the team to beat here. Which is really unfortunate because, you know, if there was any fan base who was – as vocal about Tennessee's loss, it was Arkansas. So if you're a Tennessee fan, you're probably not looking. I mean, Arkansas fans were far more vocal than anyone else, including Vanderbilt fans, but it's because they didn't play. I was going to say, you're just going to totally discount the fact that Vanderbilt fans may have rejoiced in but the, But they didn't. Very, well, they were 0-4. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't leave you much room to talk. No, you're right. right. And yeah. and but but that's where Arkansas yeah, had yeah. the ability because they didn't, didn't play. They didn't play and they didn't lose to so Tennessee. You, so you could so you can't say still be as you. a as a UT fan. Hey, we took care of you though, right? So shut up because they didn't play. And and I think as an SEC baseball fan, that was really the series that you wanted to see. Oh yeah. I mean, that was what everybody and, and was hoping for. And the SEC schedule has an uncanny ability to not give you those matchups, no matter how the season is progressing and who the team, the hot teams are. I think there was a couple of years ago when Arkansas and Vanderbilt didn't play, and they were probably the two top teams in the conference. It's just funny the it, way that tends to work out. And they were opposite one another in the tournament. And one of them didn't get there. Arkansas not getting there. You go, man, that would have been – could you imagine Sunday if had it been Arkansas, uh, Tennessee, and that sort of thing? So, it, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate that we're not going to see it. Arkansas looked really good. 75% of this bracket being either current or future SEC members took Greg Sankey up there typically he just switched to the championship series no, he's he's camped <laughs> out. he's been there since the beginning this week and uh so it's you know it just means more clearly, clearly. and boy if auburn could pull this off and and then texas a&m and all you've got left is sec teams technically <laughs> that'd be something wouldn't it uh you, you know um the thought that I've had about Tennessee is how polarizing they are. You either really, really like them or you really, really don't. You would find out how many people really, really don't like the SEC if you got to that point. Uh, speaking of, a lot, a lot of Tennessee Orange at Charles Schwab Field. Well, bought the tickets. Might as well go. I, I agree. I'm just saying... <laughs> A lot of folks are, were surprised at the number of Tennessee fans who were in attendance. I, I will say this before we go to break, though. Even as a Vanderbilt fan, the College World Series would have been a lot better with for, the game, for the game with Tennessee in it. A game. <laughs> <laughs>
No, well, they no, would have no, played no, two no, no. Or, the game. or the game in oh, itself, oh, okay, or the game of college baseball. Yeah. yeah, it would have been better if Tennessee and that fan base and everything that comes with that would have been better for baseball. Don't tell Notre Dame that. Yeah. Well, I, I, I listened to it, and again, I listened to a a radio host who said that Tennessee was not good for the game of college baseball because it didn't bring any additional fans. All it did was make the fans who were already there hate them. No. And I'm like, you're an idiot because I haven't watched a college baseball game in 17 years until this year. Um, Patriots, um, Alabama, uh, the Raiders. You, you got to find. You got to have teams that people don't you like. Have you, to need have a, a you need a, a villain, villain every now and then. Tennessee and Tennessee the was all too happy to put the black hat on. Or well, even made T-shirts. Daddy on it. <laughs> even made T-shirts that said "villain." Yeah, yeah. They, they wanted it. Talk about relishing. But you'll you'll have to tell me off the air who that radio show host. I'll have to look it up, but yeah, I will. Yeah. All right, let's uh, come back after this halftime. Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Back after this. Mm-hmm. 